You're listening to the Audacious Church Podcast. This message was recorded live at our Manchester campus. We know this is a great investment into your life. So tune in, listen up and stay focused. For any more information, visit us online, audaciouschurch.com. All right, you can grab your seats if you have your Bible with you. Can you turn to Hebrews chapter 11? And over this next month, we're looking at what it means to own it for every person. And I really want you to think over the next few weeks that if you're saying, this is my home, then don't just watch, but be a part of what we're doing. And you can do that by serving one another on our teams, be part of our small groups. That's where we get to be community to each other. On Sunday, the 29th of October, the last Sunday of this month, we're gonna be bringing a offering that's a vision offering. It's gonna be based on uh, on what we believe God is gonna be doing and we're gonna sacrifice something just to say, God, we're all in, we're gonna own it. And we're gonna be part of the miracle that you wanna do in every city that we represent. So we're asking for you to think, pray, take this brochure home with you and just pray as a family. How can we be part of what God is doing in Audacious Church? Is that okay? Today we're talking about own your faith. Own your faith. Hebrews chapter 11, verse number one. We're gonna look in a couple of translations this morning. The first one is from the NIV. Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Let's look at the Amplified and the Amplified version is just trying to expand on the original meaning of the phrase and just give us a more accurate picture by by adding words to it. Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of the things we hope for, being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not yet revealed to the senses. It's amazing. Hebrews chapter 11, verse six says, it's without faith, it is impossible to please God. We need faith, right? We need faith. Should we pray? God, we just thank You that You are with us today, that You are here. Your presence and Your Word are for us, God. And we thank You that, uh, God, that You want to speak to us today. Pray that we'd have open hearts, Lord, that we would be able to perceive what You're doing, that we would be able to think differently, God, that You today would transform our thinking so that we can more clearly understand Your good and perfect plan and purpose for our life. We want to align with what You're doing here on earth. And so, God, we say today, here we are. Use us, send us. We thank You, God, that You're planting us in Your house, whether it be in Manchester, Chester, Sheffield, Cardiff, in Geneva, wherever we are, that You are gonna use us. And so we wanna say amen to that. We wanna own what You are doing in this time. In Jesus' Name. And everybody said, Amen. 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 Faith, the confidence that we've already got it. See, faith propels us into living beyond our current reality. Faith 
is beyond all that we could think, ask or imagine. It's beyond all that we could achieve on our own. Faith is a cry for supernatural intervention. Faith demands more of us than we can give. This is what faith is. Hebrews 10 verse 38 and 39 says, My righteous ones will live by faith. I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. But we do not belong, church, to those who shrink back and are destroyed. No, we are those who have faith and are saved. Faith always pushes us forward. It doesn't push us back. Faith doesn't maintain. Faith accelerates. Faith is advancing. I want you this morning to be stirred to think, what do I have faith for? What are you believing for? If we were to close our eyes just for a moment and just imagine and dream and think about what do we believe God could do in our generation, in our time? This could be what we have faith for. If we were to close our eyes and imagine the person that we were to be in one year, five years, 10 years time, the difference that that person would have on an environment. That might be what we would have faith for. It's an expectation beyond our current reality. If we were to think about our workplace environment or we were to think about different experiences in our life and dream and think about, this may be what we have faith for. What do you have faith for? Your faith for should propel you into more than you currently experience. It should propel you to think bigger and expect wider. This is what we have faith for, believing to possess, to own, to have the title deeds, to take hold of. We are not called to live by sight. We are called to live by faith. Come on church, what do we have faith for? What does it really mean to have faith in its fullest meaning? What should be the object of our faith? What does the difference of faith have in our life? We all know it's impossible to please God without faith. And so we'd agree today that we need faith. And our prayer today and our cry is, God, would You gift us? Would You gift us Your church? Would You gift us faith? Help us to believe bigger than our current reality. What do you have faith for? It was two years today, to this very day, that my mum was healed of cancer. She wasn't healed in the way we may think or imagine or even pray for. She, was, she passed and she was promoted to heaven. And in that moment, cancer was gone. She received her inheritance. But it's in moments like that where what you have faith for is challenged. It's in moments and experiences like that where what you think you have faith for is challenged. It's in moments like that that sometimes what you thought you had faith for, you realise it's very different. Your experience doesn't match the things that you might have faith for. Today, I want us to understand really what faith is. If we're gonna own it, own the vision of God's house, His church, and if we're gonna own faith 
then we need to understand what faith is. Let me tell you what faith is not. Faith is not wishful thinking. Faith is not the law of attraction. In this culture where everybody is imagining and conjuring up, and if we can just think about it enough, then we will magnetise it into our life. That's not what faith is. Faith is not a mental ascent to think bigger. Faith is not just speaking out whatever you want. Believe me, you don't want half the things you're praying for. Faith is not positive confession. Faith is trust. Faith is an unshakable trust that is not reliant on our physical world. It's an unshakable trust that understands that which I'm standing on is more important than that what I'm standing in. That your experience is not defined, uh, your experience does not define your sense of faith, but rather faith impacts on everything outside your world. The Bible, when you read the Bible fully, you understand that faith for is actually subject to the main thrust of the, t- the Bible, which is about what you put your faith in. The Bible is clear that our faith is primarily a faith in, not a faith for. Every single person believes in something or someone. When you go to Alton Towers, how many people have been to Alton Towers and you've been in a queue thinking, why am I in this queue? Now wave at me. I mean, you know any queue that you get into in Alton Towers, you are just signing up for them just to put, uh, to put your life in their hands. You're basically just saying, you can do whatever you want, just swing me however you want me, just you know, hold on to whatever you want to hold to, throw me around and I'll be subject to whatever you want, Alton Towers. Uh, in, the, in the air, there's a ride that, that you sit in and then the floor just disappears in that moment. I mean, the clue is when the seatbelt is mo- made of metal, that's when you want to worry. And the seatbelt's down and I'm one of those people, I'm trying to like get the seatbelt as tight as I can. If, I, if I'm not breathing for the next three minutes, I don't really care as long as the seatbelt works, right? And so I'm like pulling it in. I've been fasting for three weeks to get this seatbelt, you know, tighter in. And then there's always that gap and you're like, I'm about to die. I'm surely gonna squeeze through that gap somehow. It's just not gonna work. But air is quite good because what it does is the floor disappears and then it tilts you up like this. You and then you know the seatbelt works. Thank you, Jesus. Because all your weight is on the seatbelt and then you can relax for the next few minutes. But whenever you go to Alton Towers, it's different than when you go to Blackpool. Nothing against Blackpool. But those rides at Blackpool, I'm not sure. They've had a lot of work experience, people putting those rides up. It's like, I'm not sure I wanna go on that. There's a guy just tightening the screws. You're like, I think I'll give this one a miss. I'll go hook a duck. <laughs> Own Towers, you understand. You're not just in it for the experience, but you understand this is like a major UK attraction. 
Like people have been writing these things for years and they want to be make sure the safety checks are done. And so you can stand in the queue. You know it's going to be a little bit scary, but at least you've put your faith in someone that's they've thought about the design, right? When we put our faith in God, we're saying really the experience is secondary. Because what's primary in my faith world is who I'm putting my trust in. You put your trust in the Alpha and Omega, the star, the finisher, the pioneer, the perfecter. Your faith is not just in what you're dreaming up, but it's in who you speak to. Your faith is in the God who created the heavens and the earth. Jesus encouraged us to put your faith in God. Told you a couple of weeks about a conversation I was having with someone recently. And we got to the point where we were talking about life and experience and stories where the only difference between me and that person, and I said to him, the only difference is that I have an anchor in my life. I I have a root. I, I can put my feet on a foundation that when everything else is question marks, at least I know I've got a firm footing. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 19, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. What separates us, the church, people of faith, from every other person who does not have faith is not what we have faith for. Everybody is dreaming about something beyond their current reality. What separates us is what we have our faith in. We want God to gift us with faith. May God speak to us so we don't just have these dreams for future, but we have a reassurance of who God is in our life. Because what makes all the difference in our life is what we put our faith in. Your faith in fuels everything about your life. And so owning your faith this month is about digging and praying and saying, God, would You show me who You are? Show me Your character. Show me Your nature. Show me who You created me to be. Because God, I wanna put my faith in You, not just what I see. We are people of faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. That's why you can walk around your world with confidence and expectation because you walk by faith in a God who knows your beginning and end, who wrote all of your days before one of them started, who knit you together in your mother's womb. And so you walk around your world saying, God, my faith is not in what I see, but my faith is in who you are. Faith in. But our faith is not just even about what we believe. Faith in the Bible is not just adherence to a set of beliefs, that we believe these things and it makes no real difference. No, faith in the Bible is not just faith in God and it's not just faith for, but it's also faith to. In other words, your faith in God causes and fuels faith too. Faith to persevere. Faith to pray again. Faith to believe again. Faith to forgive that person. 
faith to walk across that room, faith to step into a small group, even though you feel a little bit awkward, faith to sacrifice an offering that's saying, God, I'm all in, I'm gonna own it. Faith to speak to someone. This is what faith is. James chapter two, verse 19 says, even the demons believe and shudder. So our belief system is not enough when it comes to faith. James goes on in James chapter two and verse 14 and 15. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith? I've got dreams and expectations. Faith for, well, that's okay, good. But, but what else? When things don't match your dreams and expectations, oh, I've got faith in. I've got faith in a God who knows beginning to end. Yes, and so what does that do? It produces faith too. If someone has claims to have faith but has no deeds, can such faith save them? Verse 20 of James 2, faith apart from works is useless, the Bible says. We must have a faith in God that fuels a faith too. James is speaking against a, 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 a surface level confession of faith that contradicts our personal lifestyle and habits. He's saying, come on, there comes a time where your faith in changes your walk. Your talk becomes a different walk and we must have a faith too. Hebrews 6, 10 to 12, uh, from, sorry, verse 11 to 12. We want each of you to show this same diligence to the very end so that what you hope for, your faith for, may be fully realised We do not want you to become lazy, but to imitate those who through faith and patience inherit what has been promised. Faith in God produces a faith to perseverance and patience. 1 Thessalonians 1.3, we remember before our God and Father, your work produced by faith. Our faith produces an action, an activity, a sacrifice, an obedience. It causes us to have a willingness to step outside of our comfort zone, to do whatever it takes. Faith is not just the talk, but it's walking the walk. It's obedience to God and choosing His way over our own way. When we bring the offering in a few weeks, what we're saying is God, I'm gonna bring a sacrifice. God's fire always falls on sacrifice. And we're saying, God, because of my faith in You, I'm believing to do something. And out of that, I'm gonna see the miraculous happen in our cities. Hebrews 11:1, faith is the evidence of things unseen. What's the faith evidence in your life? What tangible is different about your life that proves or is fruit of the God you say you have faith in? Hebrews 11 tells us that Abel had faith to bring a great offering. Noah had faith to build a boat despite having never seen rain. 
Abraham had faith to leave everything that was comfortable. Abraham had faith to sacrifice his son, believing that God could raise him up. Moses' parents had faith to hide their son away, believing that God had a plan. Moses himself had faith to be ill-treated, rather enjoy the pleasures of sin. And the Bible goes on in Hebrews 11, the great faith chapter. I do not have time to tell you about Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, about David and Samuel and all the prophets who through faith, faith too, they conquered kingdoms. They administered justice. They gained that which was promised. They shut the mouths of lions. They quenched the fury of the flames. They escaped the edge of the sword. His weakness was turned into strength. They became powerful in battle. They routed foreign armies. These were all commended for their faith too. Come on church, where's our faith too? Where's our faith to overcome the circumstance? Our faith to overcome the negative words. Our faith to forgive that person who's given an offence. Come on church, we must be faith to people. A church that has incredible faith for things is not just a church that dreams and conjures up, but it starts and is rooted in our faith in God. Jesus is a vision. Faith in God plus our faith too, our activity and action fueled by our faith in God. And that equals what we have faith for. We don't start with faith for. We don't make up faith for. No, we understand our faith in defines and fuels our faith too. And those things in partnership produce what we have faith for. We can see the miraculous because we understand our God is a miracle worker. And so if we say yes to that, it changes what we expect and what we believe. And when we walk in that, my God is a miracle worker, changes what we have faith for. We don't start with, I need a better job. And so I'm gonna dream it and imagine it and magnetise it into my world. No, we start with a God who created mankind for work. He created us to take dominion of the earth. He created us with that creative work ethic. We understand all through the Bible and the Gospel that work ethic is a fruit of the Gospel in our lives. It causes us to act and live bigger, to speak more generously and to act well. And so out of that, we can believe for an incredible job. We start with our faith in God. It defines our faith too. And the natural result is faith for. Come on, I wonder if we, the church, could believe that God is the God who said, I'm gonna build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. I wonder if we believe the God who says, I'm coming back for a spotless, pure bride. And the bride is talking about is His church. We're His bride. He's coming back for us. He's coming back for us. And if we believe that is the God we put our faith in, imagine how that changes what we do. 
You understand His purpose, His plan, His bride, the apple of His eye is His church. And so we're gonna give everything for His house. And that means we can believe God that in every city audacious church is in, in every area that we can make a massive difference. Faith in plus faith to equals faith for. God, would You gift us faith? Faith comes by hearing and hearing from the Word of God. The way we get faith is we, we dig, we open up the Word. We ask God to speak to us through His Word. We say, Lord, may Your voice be clearer than anything else. Lord, whether you're speaking loudly or God, there's a gentle whisper. We wanna perceive what you're saying and what you're doing. Would you move and open every heart in this room? Open every ear. Lord, may we hear your voice. Lord, may our feet be on the foundation. Lord, may our whole life revolve around the cornerstone. Jesus, may we centre our life on You. And may that faith in You cause us to live differently. Lord, we don't just wanna face You, we wanna follow You. We We wanna imitate You. on every campus, maybe you're watching online, just wanna, I want you to open up your heart. The Holy Spirit can move wherever we are. May today God's power and His presence like fire. May He saturate us. May God speak to us. Lord, reveal Yourself to us. Show us who You are. Show us Your plans and purposes, God. May we be the people that believe, expect, pray, cry out. May Your Kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. May Your Kingdom, may Your Kingdom come. May it be on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you for listening to this Audacious Podcast. For any more information, visit us online, audaciouschurch.com.